Welcome to the Kingdom Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Anderson, and I help exhausted moms put an end to what's stressing them so they can regain control of their life. Be sure to check out our popular free training, How to Put an End to What's Stressing You, at kingdommompodcast.com. Are you ready to take back your territory, Kingdom Moms? Let's begin. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Mom Podcast. Today is our final part in this series, part four of our conversation with the author of The Wise Wife Blueprint, Natasha Drisdale. If you haven't already, be sure to go get your copy at thewisewifeblueprint.com. All right, let's jump back into the interview. Okay, let's switch gears here for just a second. And you mentioned it briefly earlier on in the interview and you talk about it kind of towards the end of your book. And when when I got to this point, I was like, yes, I'm so glad you talked about this. Can you touch on outlier situations a little bit? Yeah, yes, I did. I did include a chapter in the book called When It's Time to Separate. And I mean, I think anyone who reads the book or speaks to me or hears me knows that I am very pro-marriage and I've seen some pretty dismal marriages turn around and become very fruitful marriages that people thought were completely dead and over. And I, I see it time and time again, and I know that it's possible, but there is, and there are some outliers and there is a time when separation is actually important and again, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a marriage therapist. I was just a housewife who went through a lot of hell and back um, and have seen these principles played out. Thousand year old principles played out in so many marriages today that have worked successfully. All that to say, my personal opinion is that when someone is, okay, first of all, if you are not safe, you need to remove yourself from that marriage, period, end of story. Doesn't mean you need to get divorced, okay, hear me, but you need to physically remove yourself from that situation. And you might need to do that strategically depending on how much um, physical threat you're under. Um, So there are resources available for women and you can look them up online on how to expertly if you're really under a serious threat, remove yourself from a situation and it's very swift and it's very fast. And there's a lot of steps that you need to do to make that happen. Okay. Um, with bank accounts and photocopies of birth certificates and like some serious things. And I feel for any woman who is up against that, um, that's for physical violence. Right. And I want to be clear that the threat of physical violence to me is the same. If, if a husband is threatening violence, but never actually hits a woman, that to me is the same because the fear of what could happen is the same as it actually happening in in a lot of ways, because it's the mental um, control, right? And, and fear and fear. So, um, so in those, those are obviously two real extreme outliers where it's just immediate, like just, you've got to get out, get your kids out and be smart about it. Then there's like more subtle ones. And I talk about it a lot in the book, the narcissistic abuser who has used a lot of gaslighting to manipulate their wife into thinking that she's the one with the problem. Um, and 
they do a lot of charming and they're really well loved by everyone around them. And like, you know, probably really in their church, really regarded, but then at home, they are telling their wife that they're a piece of crap, that they're worthless, that they're not worth anything. And you're so lucky that I'm even with you. You know, these are all the things I've heard. And the sad part is that I find with women in these situations is that they just don't leave. Like they, I mean, they just don't leave and they, um, they sort of tolerate this abuse and they're, and they're believing that God's going to um, deliver them from a narcissistic, abusive relationship. And I know God can, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but my advice to those women has always been, and again, this is for them to make their decision, not me, but personally, I don't think that the healing comes until they remove themselves from that situation because a narcissist has to come to terms with their supply, right? We hear about like the narcissistic supply right now, the wife is being the supply. She is supplying, she's fueling his narcissism. And if she doesn't step away and cut off that supply, that will never change unless God steps in miraculously. And in which case, praise God, I would love to see that happen. But in my experience, the supply has to be cut off for the narcissist to be confronted. And then they have a choice to make. They either confront their narcissism and seek help for it, or they go and find a new supply. And I think a lot of women in that situation, that's why they don't want to leave because they deep down know that um, their husband will just go find a new supply. And that's a really scary thing. But again, in five years from now, where do you want to be? You know, (laughs) classic interview question. But like in five years from now, do you still want to be recording things on your iPhone? Because it's the only way that you'll have any evidence that your husband is actually an abusive person and that you just like want to have that just in case. Cause I have those women that I've known and talked to and, um, who don't leave. Um, or do you want to have healing and freedom? And I think, um, again, I've, I've seen women myself included, called to stay in some very difficult trying relationships and times. So I'm not one to say that I know what the ultimate answer is for each woman. But um, I think when it comes to narcissism, getting like really good counseling is important to have someone you trust that you can talk to because sometimes just speaking it out is enough for the like truth to come to light, right? But like a lot of these women who are suffering with narcissistic abusive husbands, and I don't think there's, I think it's a small percentage, but um, but if that is you, it's it, it, it you need to be able to share what's really happening with someone that you trust and who's going to help you sort through that because it's a total mind game, and um, and that's what makes it so dangerous is that it's it's a mental head game. I think, um, I just, I'm, I'm really passionate about people learning about narcissistic personality disorder because, um, mm-hmm. I think it's something that we just are not taught. And if you're like me and you, you know, are a little naive about some things, sometimes you can really kind of get sucked into some of that stuff. So I definitely yeah. think it's important. Also at the same time, there's a difference between, um, somebody acting narcissistic and somebody having narcissistic personality disorder. Um, yes. and we can all, and our husbands and us and all of us, we can all, um, 
act narcissistic at different times, especially if we have a broken marriage. So I think that that's one of those things where you really like, if, if you're serious about saving your marriage and you're serious about actual real healing and actually really giving this a go to really make this work, you've got to do some of that hard work and hard evaluation to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. you know, is, am I just slapping a label on this because yes. it's easier to call my husband a narcissist uh-huh. than it is to deal with this stuff? Or is it actually narcissistic personality disorder, which is a real thing that yes. I think it's super and, and like being the victim of narcissistic abuse is a very traumatic thing that you need counseling mm-hmm. and healing from. So like to not discount that, but also the, and this is why, and this is what my friend said to me when she's like, you have to read this book you've got to put your big girl pants on before you read this book. Like no joke. Okay. And like when, like, this is not like just be a good submissive Christian wife. No, like this book, if you're going to do this, if you're really going to do the wife boot camp that Natasha talks about in this book, you have got to put on your big girl pants. And like you are, there are going to be times when you're reading this book. There were times when I was reading my Bible when I was learning this stuff where I wanted mm. to chuck the thing against the wall because we don't, the truth will make us really, really mad <laughs> sometimes, but it doesn't mm-hmm. change the fact that it's the truth. And it doesn't change the fact that it is incredibly, incredibly healing. So Natasha, yeah, and, oh, go yes. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, don't you also find though that like, it makes you mad at first because it's your flesh that is like, no, you don't want that. But then, but then you know that it's truth because once you, once you actually push past that, it's so peaceful and, and, and it's so freeing and man, the burdens that were lifted that I had been living under, we are not equipped to be our husband's pastor and coach and trainer and, and accountant and whatever other thing we think we're meant to be. Um, we're not equipped. We're not equipped. And so it's this like really heavy burden that we put on ourselves. And when I finally like first railed against it, right. Cause I was like, no, I'm not being that submissive, like helpmate. Well, you didn't know my husband, no one can be a helpmate to that man, you know? Uh, but when I pushed past that and then I really did say, okay, humbly, like I want to do this the burdens that were lifted was like, I lost a hundred pounds. It was just like, I could breathe. And while it is difficult, yes, to fulfill my role as helpmate. And I wish we could get into like a whole conversation about the Hebrew word behind helpmate and how it actually has nothing to do with being a helper. And that's the worst English translation, but that it's more about being a warrior that delivers your husband. I mean, we, I mean, that's like a whole hour podcast right there. But, but to be, once I like really realized how to do that, like first, like going to the word and finding out like, what does that actually mean? And then I started making it happen. It was so freeing. People came up to me all the time and said, you look like you've lost like weight or you look younger. Why are you so bright? Did you get a tan? Like, no, this is just how great it feels to not be living under this burden, this yoke that was so heavy of, of self-righteousness, bitterness, anger, disappointment, and let's be honest, complete defiance to God. 
Okay. Any wife who is not sleeping with her husband because, because he doesn't deserve it or because, or is, is, is being petty, being angry, being bitter, being resentful, being an ice queen, all these things, or just being a Debbie downer to her man and like not creating a haven at home and not, not being the, the woman, like not listen, if Titus, like to love your children, to love your husband, to be keepers of home, like all the, the things that we're told to do. Um, if you're not doing those things, let's be honest, like we're, that's defiant. That's sin. Okay. And, and the only reason that you can get angry at, at me saying that is if you have adopted in your heart justification for those sins, because you have said, nope, I'm allowed to be angry because X, Y, Z. I'm allowed to be upset because he did this. I'm allowed to feel hurt. I'm allowed to feel upset. So there's a difference between like walking through your emotions, which are very real. And yes, again, goes back to not stuffing your feelings. Yes. If your husband cheats on you, you should feel hurt. You should absolutely feel hurt. If you don't feel hurt when your husband cheats on you, there's something wrong with you. But do you sit in your hurt? Do you be like a dog returning to its own vomit and keep going back and lapping up that hurt? Or do you move in through those feelings, get the help you need, get the, the trusted help that you need with one counsel or two, you know, not like all your gaggle of girlfriends. And, and do you walk through that in a, in a, with a heart of intention for healing with or without your husband, like with or without, whether he feels bad about it or not, like, again, release it release it. You're not him. You're not in his head. You're not in his heart. You're not in his path with God. You're not on his journey with him and God, you know, this, let him do him his way and let God sort him out and he will get sorted. And, and then you like protect your heart and where you're at. And, and that's where that, that's where selfishness actually does kind of come in. Like, yes, take care of yourself, put your own oxygen mask on first, and then you can help others. But right now you've got to work on your responses and then the rest will come and that's the faith part that we struggle with right because we want to have control we are literally facing the curse of eve is from the garden of eden our curse was we will desire to control our husbands like man will have control over us we will desire control over him like i mean it, it it's it's just what we will always be up against but it doesn't mean we have to give into it that's so good. Okay. Natasha, tell people like, where can they go to get the book? What are their next steps? Mm-hmm. All that jazz. So the book, the wise wife blueprint is available on my website at the wise and also on Amazon in both print and Kindle. But if you order it from my website, I will send you a signed copy. So there's that added benefit if you order direct awesome. and you can also join us on Facebook, Wise Wife Blueprint, um, we have a community for anyone who is reading the book and um, on Instagram or at Wise Wife Blueprint. So good. Happy okay. I've, I'm like, I'm so excited for these episodes to air because I really feel like, like some women are going to want to chuck their phone against the wall. <laughs> I just know and that's okay. But there are going to be some women that this literally changes everything mm. for them. This is going to be the, that thing that they listened to that sparked something. Um, and then, yeah. And so your next step is go get the wise wife blueprint, read it. If you want to be like me, you can read it within 24 <laughs> hours. It's literally life-changing and, um, yeah. yeah. And so Natasha, 
Thank you so much. First of all, thank you for writing this book. Like somebody needed to write this book and you had the guts to do it. So thank you for doing that. It's going to be such a blessing to so many women. And we are just so incredibly grateful. Thank you for having the courage to talk about these things, having it on your podcast. And like you said, I know that it, it can be a polarizing topic when there's so many, so much hurt at, you know, with, with right. marriage. And, um, and I, I just think we go back to what the very first thing we talked about it's legacy. This is about legacy and, um, praise God. If there's one woman who hears this and has that pivotal shift, um, to focus on her legacy and do what it, is required um, because too many of us have sacrificed our legacies on the altar of our hurt feelings. And, um, and I want to see that end. So I appreciate you having me on here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the kingdom mob podcast. Don't forget to check out our popular free training, how to put an end to what's stressing you at kingdom See you next time. Kingdom mom.